All right. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the second episode of Home Alone, where we, your hosts, Anya and Max, discuss the show Alone, season eight. And today we're going to be covering episode two. All right, Max. What up? What are you going to say? Uh, you know, Can- no, nothing, nothing crazy. This episode wasn't like uh, anything super special. It was more introductory, but it was also pretty chill. I do have to say, there's a lot. Like, I'm already over everybody encountering a grizzly bear. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm already just over it. Listen, every episode, they start out with, like, this is the most dangerous place on Earth. Basically, like, you're gonna fucking get killed by a grizzly bear. And then, can I tell you a fun fact about bears going into hibernation? Let's did you it. know? Did you know that they make natural butt plugs when they hibernate? I did not. Um, yeah. I don't know if I wanted to know that, but you know, <laughs> well, I, now you do. I do know it. If I'm ever on Jeopardy, um, and the ghost of Alex Trebek is ever like. <laughs> What do bears do when they hibernate? I can say, like, what is a butt plug? Right. Like, I learned that. Shout out to the Ologies pod. Uh, They had, like, a bear expert on. And he was telling um, her about, like, hibernation. And he's like, yeah, they eat, like, a very specific diet so that they basically create, like, a hard butt cork um, for the winter so that they don't poop where they sleep. And that's so ants don't get up there, which I thought was um, an interesting tidbit. So that's that's what I'm coming in with. Who's your um, Who's your favorite from the episode? Uh, from this one? Oh, from the episode, honestly, I would say Teresa. I hold on, and before we dive in, I just want to add something else from last week. Um, I want to read it just because that's where I catch up on like thoughts and general opinions and there were so many people being like oh tim like faked his heart attack and he's like this or that for tapping out early which it turned out to be hunger pains um because that's what happens when you don't eat and start building your shelter but uh like i know that it's so easy for us to talk shit about all of this but like i think it's kind of crappy that people are like I mean, saying that he faked it. I mean, we're going to talk shit about people on the show in general. That's our right as podcasters are to judge. But we're not going to, like, go get online and do anything. Like, no, right. no, it's not like we're like, oh, fucking Tim. Like, if anything, I said, you know, Tim probably should not have been, even knowing it was hunger pains, like, it doesn't change anything I said because, like, I still think with his heart condition, he would not have been able to last and something bad could have happened to him. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. But like, I think it's, it's reaching when people are just like, Oh, he's faking it. You know, like you you just, you don't know you weren't there. Um, But that I just had to get that out, like invent about it. Cause that was like just bugging me. But yeah, I think Teresa was my favorite. Like I, didn't know what to expect of her reading her bio that she is a doctor of uh basically no i prehistoric got it i got it primitive taxidermy primitive taxidermy thank you very much and 
I thought that she was might be a little, you know, stuffy, like, because, like, living in the UK, being a doctor, but she was, like, so fucking fun. Like, I loved her approach. She was very lighthearted and so educational. You know, Biko made a nose ring and she made a hair comb, like, first thing. Yeah. What she got there. So, like, that was really cool. There's some other things that I'll talk about, um, get into as far as shelters go. But she's also like, super knowledgeable, um, obviously, you know, being a doctor and all. Um, yeah, I think she might really go far. What about you? Well, you're like, oh, she's knowledgeable because she's a doctor. I mean, like, yeah, technically, but uh, I would say she's knowledgeable because she has like a shit ton of expertise past her PhD. Like, she's one of the few Stone Age specialists in the UK. Um, so she's just super familiar with a lot of old school survival techniques. And, I mean, I respect to her for, like, wanting to put that to the use. Um, Michelle was my favorite this episode. All right. Okay. Um, I liked her a lot, too. I like I like Michelle's energy. Uh, I like her backstory. She seems... Uh, I, I just like when, when there's, like, a combination of appreciation for nature and, like, survival and hunting and fishing and environmental... Like environmental, you know, in like just care, uh, where they intersect, and she's one of those people where like it intersects, if that makes sense. Like she's just tuned in with all the different aspects. Um, love that she like said she built a shelter and then lived in it for years, and just was like, yeah, I guess I won't live in this anymore. Yeah, she she actually. Um did she hunted and learned her skills with the Yupik um tribe in Alaska. The Siberian Yupik really, in really Alaska, cool. which was yeah. so weird to me. So uh Jordan, you got some competition coming in. I'm talking about Jordan from season six. Um she knows her edibles. She's lived that primitive lifestyle. I love <laughs> that she was already eating a cricket on day one. And, like, to be honest, the cricket sounds fucking delicious until what? she said that they hang on to your tongue with with the little feet. And that's what I was like. Hold on. I don't know. What, what do you mean a cricket sounds delicious? Like, I mean, like just the crunchy, idea of eating like, a cricket sounds delicious it, to you? Yeah, it does. Uh, yeah. Like, listen, <laughs> there is a lot of food that I made I, you eat. I will go get it. I will. I'll send you crickets, and I will, if you eat five of them, I'll give you a hundred dollars. How about that? All right, it's a deal, dude. Yeah, you have my address. All right, I'm not um, even joking because you said they look delicious. I want you to like put them on your plate. And do they got to be alive or dead? You you said the stipulation. They got to be dead. They got to be dead. You uh, said they look them. delicious. I will, <laughs> folks. I'll put up the video on our Instagram at. Um, homealone.pod so go follow us and once the crickets get here i will upload a video and then max is gonna venmo me a hundred dollars uh one a little info little info chiron said that uh i think it was like two grams of crickets or something has just as many calories as like uh, oreo or something it's two oreos and i was like yeah i'd rather have the two fucking oreos dude but you know what? So 
the cool the cool thing I love about Michelle is that you kind of said that she's very like she understands where like that nature and hunting kind of intersect and I feel like those contestants tend to do really well because they're not there just like I'm gonna kill everything like they understand that they still need to like there needs to be a balance in all things not to sound like a you know freaking hipster right now but that's just a hippie I should say um but that's just like how they just like are so in tune and the one thing I really liked about her is when she saw the bear swimming she's like you know grizzly bears are dangerous but they all have different temperaments they don't like attack people right away so she That's is a like bear. You, you just run away from it all right I'm yeah just, she's like right. super chill i mean yeah you can be as chill as you want but you know I, if i see a bear i'm gonna be like hey mr bear you gotta keep it moving oh and then did you see her wild onion haul like there were so many wild onions that was so awesome yeah she had like, a fuck done there are people that um forage you know in the city and that's the one, like, the creme de la creme, um, like, herb, I should say, that people can forage for or a vegetable. What depends on which part you use. Um, yeah, like, there are some hipsters here that would, like, kill for that type of wild onion. So good on her. And, you know, she's married. She doesn't have any children, so that's good. Um, she, she is very skinny, so she, like, needs to be eating constantly, because she's got, like, no body fat. That's my only, I feel like, concern for her. She's very smart with her shelter. She's like, I got to get away from the water. Got to get away from the wind. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think about her shelter compared to Teresa? Uh, I mean, I'm all in on Teresa's little, little pit thing. I love the pit thing. Like, she, <laughs> I was like, it looks like she's digging a shallow grave for a small family of five. Um <laughs> Because she's like, I'm just going to dig, and ooh, a grub. And then she just starts eating bugs, and she's just, like, so happy digging the little pit and eating bugs. And I thought it was, like, so cute and wholesome. Everybody uh, who eats a bug gets tagged as a bug eater now by me. Well, and she's like, the internet is going to judge me for this. because like Because I did. I was I'm, literally going to shit on her. And then I'm still going to shit on her because, like, that's a fuck ton of calories to burn. But... I love how she was like, let me go ahead and cover my bases here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I was actually looking up, like, um, primitive shelters, like, around Shilko Lake. And that's what people native to that area, that's how they used to live. They had uh, pit homes. Um, I do up. wonder why she... Huh? She probably looked that up. Oh, yeah. She probably studied it. Yeah. She's probably like, hold on. I know this. Um... I do wonder why she built it so close to the water, though, because there's supposed to be really windy days and um, high waves. So I hope that her pit doesn't flood because that would suck. Oh, I mean, it was pretty like it was pretty high up from the lake. It would have to rain like a lot, a lot for it to get some water in there. Um, I, I mean, I think... It's funny because who else was it that I think it was Michelle that was building her um, her shelter and was like, you know, it really sucks that I'm so far from the lake. Uh, getting water up here is going to be a big like pain in the ass. Uh, 
basically. You know what I'm saying? Yes. So yeah, she would have to walk up the hill. Yeah. If if uh, Teresa's got a spot and it's close and it's good and it's safe, like why not be close to the river? She can go along the coastline to cook and clean fish, but she doesn't have to travel yeah. far for water either. Yeah, that's fair. Okay. Um, so, yeah, so far, really like Teresa. Uh, love Michelle. She also found uh, mushrooms. Um, Everybody found mushrooms of, this episode, All right? of them have been finding uh, bolet mushrooms, which when I grew up in Russia, we used to forage for these. And they are so fucking delicious. There's so many different ways to cook them. You know I hate mushrooms. Uh, I know. I'm sorry. You just you let me have a mushroom moment. I've just like I am living vicariously through these people because hey, I miss mushroom hunting. Random question. I would try. Would you try and smuggle in like a little emergency spice kit or like a little bit of cooking oil? So. Okay, I feel like maybe salt, definitely. I I would probably bring some pepper in, try to at least bring some pepper in. Uh, but there's probably ways to find, like, similar tasting stuff that you can mm. maybe spice your food with. They ain't got an old bay in the wild, though. I need that old no, bay. No, no. Oh, man. Yeah. That's okay. what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, imagine, imagine how much better it would be. You know, I, I hate mushrooms, but if I was on a loan and I did have a little cooking oil and some spices with those mushrooms, I could I could get by. I think about that all the time, though, because I'm like, they got to eat all that food, like all that bland-ass food. I think about them eating meat more than vegetables, being bland with, like, no salt, no pepper, nothing, because that, like, ugh. But that's the thing is and, at like, least the animal fat has natural salts in it from, like, the blood and shit and the protein. And those, like, the veggies, those mushrooms don't taste like anything to them, probably. No, they got they got a little, like, meatier flavor. Wait. Like, the bullet mushrooms, like, they're pretty good. Um, um, hold up. One guy that was eating, remember the dude that was eating ants? Oh, dude, that was another fun fact that I wrote down. Hold on. It was Jordan. He said, He's like, uh, he said they tasted he goes, lemony. He goes, eating ants, and I just go, okay, Pumbaa. But on the fun fact, it just says, per 100 grams of ants. That is yeah. so many fucking yeah. ants that you have to eat. Like, you have to literally find, like, an ant colony and just be I, like, all right. I got to do some quick math. Let me see what the average ant weight is here real quick. You can keep going. Okay. All right, fantastic. So um, the other thing I liked about Michelle and Teresa, that they both were like, okay, we got to cook in a separate place from where we live. So I think these two women so far are the strongest, like, women contestants this season, obviously. Um, Definitely live up to, like, some of the past contestants I've seen. Um, Michelle has also made a chair, which I think is awesome. It was a nice chair. Um, I got to answer for you real quick, though. All right, go ahead. It would be 10,000 ants you would have to eat. To get a hundred grams of ants, right? Okay. So like you, said, like a, a, you think you could eat a, a ten thousand ants real quick? How many? How much? Anya, I, I want you to think about. Grams. I want you to think about ants. Ten thousand ants crawling down your throat right now. 
That doesn't gross me out, but I'm sorry to every listener that just gagged thinking <laughs> about that. Um, Ants in your throat. Ants in your throat. You're welcome for the ASMR. Um, shit, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah, the chair. the chair thing. So Callie from the Patagonia season, who I have, like, a major girl crush on, also built a chair. So it's all about, like, comfort. Um, good on them. Women these two women rule i am rooting for them uh yeah and also like nobody tapped out on this episode which is awesome i don't think there's ever been an episode where like this early in the season where nobody taps out so well i mean i figured if we if they gave us a tap out last week we were we were good for this week uh but homegirl that looks like stephanie that's from pennsylvania She's, mm-hmm, I think mm-hmm. she's tapping her out next week because she's over there yeah. and she's like, oh my God, my stomach. She got the bubble guts. She got the mud butt all in one. That Chilco yeah, Lake and, revenge right there. And she does say in the preview, she's like, I think I poisoned myself. Like, Yeah, because you ate a bunch of, of fucking making, wild berries, you crazy lady. All of us are just making Pikachu face collectively. <gasps> like, Oh my God, what? No way. Yo. You think that the the cast liked her? I feel like of everybody on the cast, she was the only one that was like very different than the others in terms of like uh, that intersection of nature, survival, and like hunting and shit like that. Absolutely, I agree with you. Um, you know, everybody, I would say the majority of people who are on this show are very aware of what they take from where they are. So, like, anytime they catch a fish, anytime they pick a plant, they're always so thankful and they understand their place within that ecosystem. Whereas she just hunts for game. For fun. Which is very different. Right. You're not doing it to sustain yourself. You're doing it for fun, which I'm not the biggest fan of because... If you want to, like, kill things, you might as well do it for your livelihood. You know? Eat it. Use it. Like, use every single part of it. Don't just do it for fun. Don't pay somebody to, like, guide you to shoot it. Like, do the work. Put the work in. And then, like, you're going to be so much more legit. But I think it will also make you appreciate the process and appreciate nature in like a whole different way mm-hmm. versus just being like oh i'm gonna pay for this and like just do that you know yeah so i think that's where she definitely like stands out from the other contestants um i want to talk about coulter all right let's talk about coulter pull my coulter notes up so coulter is from alaska and did you see his mom is a super fan of the show and he has watched all the episodes in the eleven in the last eleven months. Coulter is thirty-five. Mm-hmm. And listen, I thought he was like forty something, but I guess that's what you get for living in Alaska with no skincare. Mm-hmm. You guys, you still need to moisturize, still need to SPF, even in Alaska. Use that shit. It's important. Anyway, he's already drinking creek water. Um <laughs> good on him i guess maybe his stomach is used to creek water <laughs> yo he, so one sec when when he first comes into the scene and he's putting on his pants i had a thought uh, 
that go on how much would it suck if you had packed up like your clothes and you had like gained a little weight from the last time you tried them on and you got there and your pants didn't fit <laughs> you mean like me before and after the quarantine like you they're just like oh oh shit my pants don't fit and you're like i have to tap out because i don't have pants you gotta like waddle to the camera to shut mm-hmm. it off <laughs> you just like fall over and shit and then uh, the grizzly comes over and just, just like rips the pants off it just you. eats yeah. you because you can't get out of your pants Mm-hmm. Shaking my head. I would, I would definitely pack something. Up. Um, well, yeah, I don't know, but then you lose weight. So, like, what do you do? You go through the awkward phase of like, oh man, you're just gonna so, have like, to. I'm gonna think about that. You're gonna have to like wait till you lose some weight and get back in your pants. Right. You're just like I'm just gonna spend a couple of days building my shelter and mm-hmm. not worry about food so that I can fit into these pants. Um. But, but yeah, you the, were getting, the other... sorry, I interrupted you, but yeah, you were getting into <laughs> Don't worry uh, about it. culture. He lives uh, on an island. Sorry. And he, yeah, he uh, doesn't have much family. He's used to being alone. He spent 42 days alone uh, recently, which I think is, you know, basically on par with most of us who have lived through COVID in the last year. Um, he touches <laughs> beer, beer bear shit with his bear Yo, hands. I wrote that down. He raw dogged that bear shit. Like, he went in. He just started he's, raw dogging it with his hands. He's like, I, I gotta see it. I gotta feel and it. He, yeah, and, and then he's like, look at all the worms in there. And I'm like, what the fuck, Coulter? What is wrong with you, sir? Yeah, you know what Coulter is gonna have? Coulter's also gonna have worms if he doesn't wash his hands thoroughly with uh, clean water and maybe some soap, but I don't know if they get soap. So, like, good luck, Coulter. Um, he is another a brave, brave contestant who is very self-aware. He said he's going to get judged, and he said that this was against his mother's wishes. Um, he did mm-hmm. not bring a ferro rod. And Ooh. then they show, like, I think the production, like, trolls him because they show him, like, try to start a fire for, like, three minutes yeah so look i get it that he was like you know i'm not gonna bring this ferro rod because it saves well he said he was bad with the ferro rod which i don't get because like i've got a ferro rod and it's pretty fucking easy to use like i can just take my knife or my hatchet and just shave off like uh some like fat wood um maybe a little cloth and just like go straight into it with the ferro rod and it starts like most times on the first like four or five um i I just know that in some situations you're gonna need a fire a lot faster than a bow drill can give you and i'm glad he's had a fire like two out of the three nights so far but i just don't think that one extra item is can ever be as useful as the ferro rod what do you think well, I loved it when he goes, oh, I didn't bring a ferro rod so I can bring a tarp so I can build a boat, which I've never done before. And two things about Coulter. He says he is also a super fan of the show and he's a math nerd and he loves statistics. So if he's watched all the seasons, why couldn't he work out that a boat has never been fucking useful? 
Yeah. Like, it, it had no effect on a contestant winning or losing. And most of the time, it led to a hypothermia or it just wasted their time and resources. So I'm really curious to see how this boat journey goes. Well, he kept he, he fucking remember he kept dropping his knife on the like boat tarp while he was building it. He's like, it, oh, yes. okay, okay, like, oh, I dropped my knife on it again. <laughs> yeah, he like laughs about it, and I'm like, dude, like I don't I don't get this because you claim to be this like expert from Alaska, but yet here you are just being like, I'm just gonna literally like. You know, I do triathlons and we have this saying where it's like nothing new on race day. He's literally doing like, I'm going to use everything new on Mm -hmm. race day. I'm just going to like do this and try that and see how it goes. So his boat actually does, um, it floats. It stays in the lake, but he definitely needs to build, um, which am I call it for it? Uh, Yeah, an outrigger, an outrigger. There you go. Thank you. Um, basically, um, basically, he he builds a frame of a boat, uses the tarp as the liner of it, and for, to his credit, it does work. Um, I just he's a really big guy, and that is a really small boat, and it only takes him falling in there. Because the thing is, is you know, if he if he fell in. And he's just wearing like a pair of pants or something that don't fit him or something like that. That's okay. If he falls no, in there, he drowns because you you can't swim in too tight pants. Like <laughs> yeah, he would definitely die. That bear would just be like it would just be a a, a set of legs and pants that were too tight. That's all the crew would find when they come do the medical check. <laughs> but for real, like. If you fall in that water and you're in your in your gear like he was in, where he's in his jacket, his boots, his pants, his socks, his shirt, his his cap, uh, you're gonna have to tap out. You cannot get all of those things dry fast enough to where you won't need them for that long. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely, and that's if you're lucky enough to actually make it to shore because all of those things wet are going to be heavy as fuck. The water is going to be cold. You're going to have like a shock to the system when you first fall in, so your heart is going to be all over the Mm -hmm. place. You might not have enough energy. Like it's just it's a huge huge risk that like it's just not worth it. Um, Hopefully he you know proves us all wrong and we're going to be in. you know, pot of shame at the end of this, but like, I mean, yeah, I just, he has really lofty goals for what he's going to do with the boat. And, uh, I just, I don't really think that they're worth it. I, I, you know, uh, who was it that made that fish trap? Let me, I wrote it down here. Do you remember the name of it? Was it, uh, Fowler from, uh, Patagonia season? No, no. It was this season, this season, this episode actually. Uh, oh, a fishing a trot line? line. The trot line. Oh yeah, like, yeah. I think that was um, Nate. Yes, that was Nate. So the trot line would have been a much better, a much better use for it, in my opinion. One hundred percent. Um, of, of his time, but I could be proven wrong. It's like you said, if he's able to get to better fishing spots with it, um, kudos to him. But 
Yeah, man. It's it's still though. You're trading a boat for a ferro rod, and I think throughout the history of the show, it's shown people just stay pretty stationary. Like you, you know, you stay within your little five mile radius, and, and that's kind of it is what it is. Although I will say that paddle he made, shit was sick. That was a nice looking paddle. Yeah, the paddle was definitely very nice. Was a, um, I, I, that looked like an artisanal paddle. I would pay like $280 for that paddle out of farmer's market. Smelling like mahogany so and sandalwood. I just, <laughs> I just pulled up his 10 items. So he's got um, an axe, saw, tarp, bone arrows, snare wire, fishing line and hooks, multi-tool, and paracord. Um. So he could have made like a fishing net out of paracord, um, gotten fish that way. I wonder how much paracord they're allowed to bring. Um, like, is it just one five hundred foot length of paracord, or is it like you think they're like, yeah, you can bring as you know as much as you can fit, basically. 80 meters. 80 meters. Oh, so that's actually not a lot of pair. Okay, so you actually have to be very smart with what you're doing with your paracord. That's nowhere near enough to build a fishing net. Well, Biko is trying it. I mean, Biko is built different, though, Anya. That's what you need to understand. <laughs> Some of us get it out in the mud, and Biko is one of those people. That boy built different. Um <laughs> Oh, my God. Uh, Biko probably would just be like, yeah, I ripped my pants up, made this fishing man on because I don't need these pants. Pants are dumb. He'd, he'd be like, pants don't fit. I don't need no pants. He's like, my pants don't uh, fit anymore. <laughs> all right. So, so all I'm thinking about is like, you know, like back in the early aughts, like the emo guys with like the super skinny jeans mm -hmm. that's all i'm thinking about and like <laughs> maybe they'll look like kind of like hank in king of the hill like <laughs> wearing those with like the muffin top okay i'm gonna um, photoshop of somebody struggling to put tight pants on getting eaten by a bear after this episode record is done recording just so you know and then you're going to Photoshop that bear wearing those same pants. <laughs> no, it's just going to be like uh, like the bear walking off with your torso, but he just left your pants because he was like, oh, those pants are too tight for me to get off and eat your legs. They're too bejeweled, too bedazzled. Oh. <laughs> are, the, are these affliction jeans? Ooh, I don't need that. Yo, all right. Side little, little like side story you just uh, <laughs> reminded me of. It's a short story. So, one time, like, I went out to California, and I get out there, and I realize, like, I have forgotten a my swimsuit, right? So, I need to go buy a pair of swimming trunks. Uh, I head to this, like, outlet place in California. I don't remember the name. It was just some shop. The only pair of swimming trunks they had that fit me on you were... For the affliction. They were Ed Hardy brand. <laughs> Oh, my God. So, the entire time I'm in California, I have to wear... And I'm at the beach, like, the whole time. Like, every day I had to wear these. Basically, I just had to wear uh, these Ed Hardy uh, swimming trunks with, like, a... I think it was, like, a tiger with knives in his mouth. Like, he was, like, carrying the knives or some shit. Oh, man. Thanks for that. 
Thanks for that memory. <laughs> oh my god, that's that's amazing. I love that. Um, oh yeah. Flashbacks to the Jersey Shore. So we um, we pretty much got through Coulter's story this episode, right? For this one, yeah, yeah. All right. Who yeah. who who are we moving on to? All right, let's move on to Nate. All so right. um, Nate has actually been on Alone the Beast. I don't know if you watched that one. No, what is that? So. The Beast was very different. I'll be honest, I did not like it at all. But it was basically that a bunch of people get dropped off together with no tools. And they had, I think, a musk ox corpse, like a dead one. Mm -hmm. And they had to survive for 30 days. And, like, people would tap out throughout the journey, but, like, whoever's left is the winner. Wait, so it's kind of um, like the bridge? <laughs> but with just... Yes, kind of like the bridge, but with, like, a carcass instead of tools. <laughs> so, uh, like, like Anya recommended this show called The Bridge to me once. It's, like, a kinda, kind of, like, alone, except, you know, nobody has any real skills, and the only people that do, nobody listens to them. Uh, but I thought she was talking about this Mexican crime drama show that was on FX the whole time. <laughs> oh, man. But, yeah. Um, so, The Beast. Sorry. Anya, I'm high. No, you're, you're fine. So, so, like, he, um, he has kind of, like, I guess, been in a similar situation, mm-hmm. but it's nowhere as extreme as, like, what this is well um, i mean he, he so, was in the army for 24 years and he said he was okay deployed. how how do you sign up for the army at 16 i have no fucking that? idea like i think that if i think that if basically if you you your parents have signed a waiver but he said he didn't really have parents growing up right like he didn't have the traditional family or something so he he might have just graduated high school earlier, got his GED, and then had like a waiver signed and was and joined up. But he he did twenty four years. So basically, from sixteen until forty, he was in the army. That's insane. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's. But uh, that's uh, real dedication hey, right there. I mean, he said he said it throughout the episode. He was like, "This, like that, has prepared me so much for this." Um, he, he said, "This, you know, I'm used to leaving my family. Like I, I right. did it all the time." And I mean, he said he was like, "I I went to very dangerous places where you know, like it, I'm not trying to just survive, but there are people trying to kill me, kill him, basically." Yeah. So and now it's like replace those people with bears, and that's yep. what you have here. Yeah, the bears um, are coming after everybody. Everybody, and so he also goes checking. Um, he's you know looking at his drop site. He seems to have a pretty good drop day plan. He's also checking for scat. Like, what mm-hmm. is it with these people on this episode? Just like looking for bear shit, yeah. looking at bear shit, just like shit fetishist. I mean, I can't wait for these bears to get their, you know, butt corks for the winter so that we don't have to see this anymore. Um, <laughs> yeah, he he spotted a really big grouse, and then he missed it. Missed the grouse. Uh, he does then, have an know, awesome he, beard, by the way. He, he has a great beard. Uh, and I, I actually was thinking about, like, how much longer it's going to get Ooh. with the season, you know. Yeah. 
uh, he also found mushrooms, the bullet mushrooms, which is amazing, good for him. He set up a trot line, and he's also, I feel like, the first one to have glasses on the show. I was so just I about, about to say that. that, that, like, when he pulled out his glasses, I even wrote down in my notes his glasses, LOL. So he basically, like, sits down, he's, like, working on his trot line, and he's like, hold up, I'm, I'm an old man. And he pulls out his, uh, his bifocals, uh, spectacles. Well, like, I'm blind as a fucking bat, like, you know? without my contacts or glasses so it's like on this show are they gonna let me bring my glasses or can i bring Mm. my contacts because you know that would make a big difference uh and then he's sitting there and he's speaking to himself like this really bad scottish accent and then he goes i'm irish scottish and german i'm allowed to do this and it's like irish scottish german is literally like every other white guy in the u.s um I'm surprised so, he didn't yeah. say he was also Italian. <laughs> right. I'm the Sicilian Mamma Mia. Oh, so that's like, not, okay, I can't, yeah, I no, can't no. talk like that on this podcast, Anya. Sorry. <laughs> God damn it, Max. You're going to get people unsubscribed. I'm so sorry, listeners. Uh, <laughs> then he watches where the squirrel stashes the mushrooms. Yeah. Because uh, the squirrel stole some of his mushrooms that he hung up to dry and ronald did that or roland did that on the last season he had a squirrel friend and then he robbed him and then he killed him oh he had a man he had like a fucking breakdown after he killed him too remember that i would too he was like i killed my only friend and it's like damn dude r.i.p i'm sorry but so Nate Shelter is pretty shitty, right? Pretty shitty, yeah. He is building it away from the shoreline for the same reason as Michelle, because she's like, I don't need this wind. Mm-hmm. I need something a little bit more protected. Uh, he did get a fish. So I feel like out of all the contestants that we've seen today, he focused more on trying to balance out food and shelter i feel like everybody else was more focused on shelter mm-hmm. yeah I get because that. i think this is the first season where we're seeing these like everybody is building elaborate shelters you know? i mean like, you have to because like, of the bear threat like in past seasons you know a contestant or two might encounter a bear but so far everybody has pretty much encountered a bear and yeah, I, there's no fucking way in hell I'm sleeping with bears around me without like a closed door, little you know, mini cabin shelter or something. Right, that makes sense. That's a that's a really good point because I was yeah. like, everybody's just really like going above and beyond for their shelters. Okay, but I think that he is being smart about taking his time with the shelter. In making sure that he has calories because, um, I mean, that's that's basically all I have on him. Do you have anything else to add? No, I mean, you know, it, it was pretty straightforward for date. I think I'm with you. He He's trying to get the calories in him, and he does catch a pretty big fish, so good on him. That trout line was anything, in my opinion, like any food you catch using passive methods in this show – 
is such a huge win because you're not expending calories. You set it up. Yeah. You set it and forget it. Like he, he set that trout line. He came back later. He had a fish. You set traps. You set snares. You come back later. You got food. Like, perfect. Good on you, Nate. You want to... Right. And then you can, like, you can sleep and conserve your calories for the rest of the time. Because, like, what I heard a lot of past contestants say is that, like, you don't realize how boring it gets because you're literally, like, all you do after you wake up is stoke your fire and then go try to get food. Mm-hmm. And that takes hours and hours of just very passive, like, just sitting there and, like, checking snares and stuff. Um, so that's why also, like, random arts and crafts that people do are so important. Like, people give shit to, you know, uh, like, folks like Biko, Callie from a past season, um, you know, probably, like, Teresa, because they're kind of, like, building silly things. But that's how you keep yourself occupied, because there's literally nothing else to do. Yeah. Um, all right. So moving on to Jordan with an O. Uh, like Gordon, but with a J. <laughs> so, all right, a hundred grams of ants. Lemony ants, you forget. Anya. Lemony ants. Lemony ants. Sorry. Uh, and, you know, how many of those do you have to squeeze over a uh, salmon to make ugh. it taste? <laughs> Just like a. What are you having for dinner? Oh, ant crusted salmon tonight. That probably wouldn't be bad, actually. Jordan is a a, a builder focus. Like he, so he, that was one of the first things he said is he's coming in here with a builder focus. He's like trying to be living it up throughout the winter, basically. Yeah. Um, so he, he went to school for engineering. Mm-hmm. He's a carpenter by trade, big bushcraft and hunting guy too. Yeah. He, he lost his daughter when she was yeah. very young, which is super, super sad, but he said that it made him more prepared for for being on alone. Um, he does say shelter is his first priority, and uh, Tim went that same route last episode, so we're gonna see how that plays out. And he sees something big out there, and what do you guess? It's a bear. That bear's on his ass, boy. <sighs> and then on day five, we uh, go to Jordan, and what is he talking about while he's fishing? What what was he? I can't remember. Max, if you could like fish anything out of the ocean, what would you fish? A cheeseburger. Oh yeah, that's right. He's like, I wish I could catch a cheeseburger. Yum yum yum. That's well, I bet he does because about a couple minutes later, there's a big ass storm rolling in, and this motherfucker's two miles from camp. He's like, oh, there's some weather moving in. And then I'm like, okay, yeah, he's going to get stuck in yeah. it. Um, the other thing is he is, you know, he's trying to, like, just go, uh, I guess, try and find stuff. And he finds an old can that he's going to use for mm-hmm. a lure. So all you ta- all you people talking about littering, don't ever tell me littering is bad. It clearly oh helps God. these contestants, um, you know. Biko wouldn't have beaten Biko wouldn't have a prison shank and Jordan wouldn't have a lure if it wasn't for littering. I wanna I wanna um, talk about Jordan's Jordan's shelter real quick. 
because this dude was cutting down, like, he was a fucking logger. He was, like, cutting down massive trees and just cutting up these massive logs for a massive fucking cabin. Did you see how big that place was going to be? Oh, yeah. He wants to have, like, you know, a mudroom and then, like... Uh, a sauna. A sauna. Yeah. A sauna. Sa- like, you gotta, dude. You know, you might as well be comfortable if you're going to be out there for so many days, but... I just am worried that he's going to do the same thing Tim did and not eat enough. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, just get hunger pains and start thinking about cheeseburgers. Hey, if he eats enough and, ants, he'll be all right. Yeah, an ant burger. That's all he need, man. Just squish them all together. How much money? Crunchy. How much money would it take for you to eat a, a, ham, a burger made out of ants? How much do you got? <laughs> <laughs> Forty dollars. About four twenty. I, I, in, I. In, in in Bitcoin. Oh my um, god! The best thing can do is three fifty. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I actually am excited about all the weird things people are eating this season. I think we don't get to see enough of that. Um, people are bug crazy this season. There are a lot of bugs. Yeah, they're, re- they're really bugging out. Huh? Oh, my God. I, uh, I told Anya before that this was... episode, I was like, I need you to be drunk and high. And, you know, I'm glad she is because she would not have said that if she was not. <laughs> That, that was a softball. That was a really good one. That was, no, no, I appreciate that. More of those. Um, yeah, so that's just... That's Jordan. Like, Jordan is going to build out a dope-ass shelter. He's going to invite some bears over. They're just... They're going to hang. It's going to be great. He's going to eat all the ants. Um, you know what else I saw? I don't know if you get commercials. Mm-hmm. But you remember our uh, our favorite Brit from Patagonia and uh, Mongolia season? Mm-mm. I know there is. This is the eighth season, okay. Anya. I need a float. I need the reality cray cray. Okay, Max. Excelsior. Max. He was like one of the only black guys on this show. Okay, yeah. Brit from Cleveland. Okay. So he's in the Jeep commercial, and I'm like so happy for him. Good for like I love him. Good Wait, for what? Him. Get- yeah, get that money, sir. Uh, you know, I did feel Jeep. bad about uh, Jordan, and I it's it's similar to a lot of the contestants where they talk about what they're doing this for, and almost all of them say so they don't have any debt and they can just be free. And that makes me sad because ain't it the truth? It it really is sad. Like any American contestant you see on one of these shows, they're like. Oh, to pay off my student loans, or like, oh, my mother needs a kidney transplant, and I want to save her life, so I'm on this show to potentially get killed by a grizzly mm-hmm. bear. I but, mean, even one of our next uh, contestants, Michelle, has a similar story and a reason why she's doing that. Right. Um. So it sucks, and like then you see the Canadian contestants, which we don't have any this season, but. They're like, oh, I just want to go on vacation. And you're like, fuck. Mm. That's depressing. That really puts it in perspective about how 
how sad some things are, for sure. Uh, Ripperoni. But the other, the other thing you gotta think about is most of these people live a very primitive lifestyle already. Like most of them are homesteaders, so they don't really have a lot to begin with. Um, so I would just invest all that money in stocks, man, and just you know, triple that. I'm just kidding. I have no idea what I'm talking about when it comes to stocks. Don't listen to me. You think uh, you think but, Jordan has a bunch of game stock stock? For sure. Definitely. Mm. Uh, you know, Joe Rogan probably told him to invest when he had him on for mm. his interview. <laughs> um. Yeah. So that was that was basically the overall season season. What am I talking about? Episode. Um. Again, I think we have really strong contestants this season. They're not putting a day limit on it like they did in the last one, which is very interesting because I kind of like the 100 days because it gave you like a target. Nobody's ever made it past 100 days yet, so that would be cool to see. I could do it. Um, From this episode, I would say I was – listen, when I was reading the bios – Coulter was like my number one guy because I feel like he has a lot of background, a lot of experience in this stuff. But then seeing him on TV, he definitely slid down. I would say Michelle, Teresa, Biko, and Clay are still like yeah. my my top contenders. Um, definitely rooting for them. Also, Matt apparently had Hugh Jackman at his uh, survival training camp, which oh, no. is like... What happened? I know. But they built bows, and they had a premiere party for the season. So that's that's pretty neat. Um, and in the preview for, like... I'm not sure if it's for the next episode, per se, because sometimes you do preview for the whole season. Mm-hmm. You can see somebody being like, oh, shit, there's a fire. And they're running toward the fire barefoot. And who else but Matt would be barefoot because, you know, he's hashtag island boy. Um, so, And he doesn't have a ferro rod, so he would be the one most likely to just leave a fire unattended because it's a pain in the ass to have to build a new fire, you know, once it goes out. So my money's on him having a fire. Well, um, I did see Biko getting going in for a damn swim. Biko took his clothes off. Was like, I'm gonna go swim over there. So, Godspeed, Biko. I hope you're okay. Biko, I hope you know there's no beluga that used your dick as a bait, <laughs> um, and that you made it. That you made it across the lake safely. We stand, Biko. Um, yeah. I think I think he'll be okay. It's not that cold yet. It was still like in the forties, thirties, mm-hmm. so that's that's not bad. No, nah, we are. Um and as long as he's like a decent swimmer, I'm sure he'll be fine. The only thing about this lake, I was actually doing some uh light reading on it last night, is that it is known for its unpredictable weather changes. So like if you're going to kayak on the lake, they don't let unexperienced kayakers on the lake because of how fast the weather changes. Anya, are you saying you shouldn't take a homemade boat out on this lake? 
absolutely not. <laughs> Especially if you can't hold a knife in your hand. Uh, probably not a good combination. Well, no. It's going to be an interesting week. I, it definitely will be. Um, I hope we see more like animal action next week and not just looking at animal scat. Yeah, that would be and nice. I'm, I also started thinking about I need to look up when, like, what time of the year they were dropped off there because. But isn't it always it like around September so that they get to yeah, experience so, fall and winter? So it also has to do with hunting permits, too. Yeah. You get more hunting permits in the fall, but um, it's going to be fat bear week. Ooh. And, like, how do you compete with that because you know the bears are going to be just eating everything unless this area is so um what do you call it like so rich with just bear food that's Mm -hmm. already available to them that they get fat very quickly because and again shout out ologies um podcast for this useless bear information but once they get to like a certain weight their brain keeps on telling them to eat, but what they do is they only eat very Feed specific me. parts of the animal. <laughs> like, me. so they'll be like... <laughs> they'll, be, they'll be going to, like, the lake, and they'll catch, like, a salmon or a trout or whatever, mm-hmm. but they'll only eat the skin and the brain. So, like, that delicious, delicious meat that, you know, ye- I would pay a lot of money for at a sushi restaurant that you can just eat fresh they just like don't don't need it they throw it away Mm. they only want like the skin and the brain like the fatty parts i love brain i get it (laughs) you love getting brain wow max okay (laughs) um i feel like that's the one thing i would not be able to eat i'd rather eat a cricket or ten thousand ants before I eat a brain. I mean, I feel like brain, if you just threw it up in a pan with some, like, garlic salt and let it get crispy and put it on a taco, it's going to taste good. I don't see, I just don't see brain having, like, a crispy texture to it. Speaking of which, like, would you rather, and I asked our listeners this, would you rather prison shank a muskox with Biko's nail knife or have to wake up every two hours to keep your fire going for the rest of your stay on alone stab him with the knife okay that's what most people pick too and that i feel like that says a lot oh yeah i couldn't I, no i'm not getting up every two hours yeah no. i feel like it would be like psychological torture even though like when i'm camping i get up all the time because I just hear like noises and stuff. I am not a good sleeper when I'm camping. Really? Especially like, no. Especially if I've had any like an edible or if I smoked a little bit. Like my partner can tell you I like start freaking out because I'm like the aliens are coming. Oh my god. <laughs> Probably the worst I to camp like, with. No, I am really, I'm a really good camper. I'm like very outdoorsy. I've done a lot of dispersed camping. So I've dug holes to poop in and stuff. Um, 
I have a story from my one friend. She is the worst to camp with because in the middle of the night, she once woke us up and she couldn't move to get out of her tent because she thought there was a bear outside of her tent. Mind you, this was in Estes Park in Colorado on mm-hmm. a campsite. So we're surrounded by people. And I get my partner to get out of our tent to go check on her. And it was the tarp of our tent that was hitting her tent that she thought Some it was a bear. people just can't handle it. They can't handle being so, outside. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I just like, and I feel like it's so much more amplified out there. So you just hear every little noise. I feel like I'd get very little sleep, at least the first week, and then I'll probably get easier. I would um, probably sleep like I'd be so tired I would just pass out. I know I, I wish. would. I don't. I would probably. Well, I'd probably be tired because I'd be hungry, you know. Like, and you mm-hmm. gotta conserve the calories so you can't move around. Oh no! Much I gotta anyway. sleep all the time. Oh no! Oh no! I can't move. <laughs> um. I feel like you and I would fare pretty well, though, because we've got some blubber on, so, like... Yeah, we'd be all right. I could, I, I could probably hang for a week without any solid food, just, like, creek water. <laughs> uh, it's the alone cleanse. Oh, we would be we would be good. We would be good. But then, like, again, it's terrible for your body. Like, please, nobody do this. Yeah, um, nobody. It's not very healthy. Anyway, so that's basically all we got for this episode, right? Mm-hmm. Like, not super eventful. We're still just getting to know everybody. I, like I said, I'm really hoping to see some more animal action next week. Maybe see some shelter successes or disasters. Fingers I think we'll have a much better both. idea. <laughs> yeah, I think we'll have a much better idea of... Uh, Who's going to be able to kick it long term based on their shelter? And yeah, thank you so much to everybody who's already subscribed uh, for your support. Like I said, this is definitely a work in progress. So just bear with us (laughs) um, as we (laughs) figure things out. But please rate, subscribe, uh, follow us on our social at uh, homealone.pod and check out <clears throat> Excuse me, Max's other podcast, Dope Flicks. Are you guys are covering Loki this week, right? Yeah, we're doing. Dropped? We're gonna do a Loki uh, recap every week, and that that episode's out now. I am Loki, so excited. For Anya, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I'm I'm full of terrible puns. Oh, yeah. You're welcome, guys. All right. All right. <clears throat> oh my god, my voice. I sound like a prepubescent boy anyway there we go much better thank you so much for tuning in um and we'll catch you next week see ya peace